Welcome to the Sober Sidekicks Never Alone podcast, brought to you by the creator Chris Thompson, hosted and produced by Carl Fessenden. This podcast was created to highlight the stories and successes that make up the community that forms the Sober Sidekick. Chris built the Sober Sidekick because addiction thrives in isolation. We want to remind you that you do not have to fight this battle alone. We strive to bring you inspiring stories that will let you overcome your darkness and lift you from the ashes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Never Alone Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to our first episode of the Never Alone Podcast. My name is Carl, the host, and we're going to be talking uh, to Chris today, um, who is one of the founders of the Sober Sidekick app, uh, which some of you might already be familiar with. And we want to create a space, and the purpose of the podcast is to create a world where you never have to feel alone. So, Chris, welcome to the episode today. Yeah, thank you, Carl. Thanks for having me. So, Chris, tell me, um, you know, you and I have spent a lot of uh, time kind of working on the podcast and stuff, um, and it, it's very exciting to have this new thing that you're doing. Um, tell me, uh, tell me how you're feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in in terms of everything uh, we do in regards to sober sidekick, we we just recognize the fact that addiction thrives in isolation. So the question is always, how can we do more um, to create a world where uh, people feel less isolated, people feel less stigmatized? And, um, you know, every every day when I'm, I'm scrolling through the platform, through the community, I'm just seeing hundreds and hundreds of amazing comeback stories on a daily basis. And, and we just want to find a way to amplify um you know, the comeback stories that we're seeing in recovery in the real world all the time. Because I know for me, I certainly would not have gotten my life back on track had I not heard the stories of others. Um, So yeah, that's why I'm excited. Yeah, you know, I can totally relate to that, man. You know, talking about hearing the stories for others. um, When I was like in that first few months of recovery, I found podcasts. Uh, you know, and there, there's a lot of different recovery podcasts out there. Um, but mm-hmm. hearing these stories and it, for me, it was a little bit different from hearing a story like maybe um, in like a support group meeting or, you know, because I was going through rehab at the same time and I would hear stories there as well. But kind of this idea that it was greater than myself, right? This feeling that I wasn't alone anymore uh, was so great mm-hmm. because I was able to really kind of hear people that were you know, not just in my local community, but people that were across the world. So um, I I really love the idea of this um, podcast reaching people, especially people in early recovery, that are just Mm -hmm. hanging on to that little thread and saying, you know what, man, not just one day at a time, but maybe one minute at a time, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I I love the fact that we're creating a space for people um, of – all walks in recovery um, to have mm-hmm. that space to feel that you know what you're not alone out there. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit um, about what your um, thoughts are when it comes to um, how this is affecting you know that one person that's early in recovery. 
um, that, you know, it's just kind of holding on and grasping on to this idea that, you know, hey, isolation is like, you know, is going to lead me back maybe to addiction or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I definitely have the perspective uh, that isolation is is the enemy when it comes to recovery. Um, for one, for me personally, it was what prevented me from even considering um, getting sober for you know years years as I fell deeper into this pit because you know there's this idea that you know I I just would not alcohol was never my problem it was my only solution so how can I connect how can I feel safe how can I feel um like I'm not alone without alcohol without you know my drugs of choice um and uh you know, it's, it's just so important to show that that's possible. And, and in terms of, you know, you know, I've, I've had several friends over the years who, you know, have relapsed and gone out and died. Um, you know, isolation was the key factor there too. Um, you know, they stopped feeling safe to be vulnerable and honest about how they were actually doing. Um, so, you know, regardless of, of where you're at in life, um, we just need to show uh, that it's okay to not be okay. Um, you know, I think that's that's what's important. Yeah, man, I really like how you just said that. It's okay not to be okay, right? Because, you know, I, I think in society as a whole, like I, I even say this all the time, and, and when I work with people professionally and in my career, um, you know, I always ask them like, Hey, how are you doing today? What mm-hmm. is the go-to answer that people give us? Right. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. Right. But mm-hmm. is that just a programmed response that we tell people because that's what we're used to saying, or is that how mm-hmm. we're actually feeling? So, yeah, you know, it's really good when we can explore those feelings and understand our emotions and our feelings better than just saying I'm okay or I'm all right. Um, because a lot of us aren't okay and aren't all right, but we just don't know how to express that. So I think that that's why, you know, platforms like this are so good because we can talk to people about, you know, like, how are you actually feeling today? Like, you know, what are you feeling? So Chris, if I asked you today, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. How would you describe your feeling in this moment right now today? Yeah. Um, anxious. Um, I'm never comfortable, uh, you know, speaking publicly, sharing my story publicly. Um, also, this has been a, a tough week. Um, you know, one of one of my closest friends in recovery. Um, I, I considered him a, a big brother when I first uh, first got sober. Like on my on my day one, um, you know, my sobriety date is Thanksgiving Day, twenty eighteen, and you know. Uh, really the first person who was there for me that day and, and got me back on my feet and, um, you know, supported me on this journey. He, he unfortunately passed away, um, on Sunday. So, so to be honest, um, you know, there's a lot of emotions that I haven't, you know, that I'm processing a lot of emotions I haven't felt yet. And I'm, I'm kind of in this confusing space of, you know, lost, lost someone who had a huge impact on my life and, you know, still, still working out how to process it. And, um, 
you know, it, it's, it's this experience that has kind of reminded me how important it is to be real and honest and vulnerable, um, you know, and, uh, you know, allow others to relate, create space for others to relate because, you know, me not talking about how I'm feeling, how I'm doing, um, that negates the opportunities for somebody else who's also feeling similarly, or maybe they lost their mom or someone else. Um, and they're feeling alone also over, over there. And, and, uh, you know, there's so many similarities we all have with each other, you know, and we have so many opportunities to lift each other up. And, and sometimes we never get those opportunities when we don't say how we're actually doing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, thank you for being vulnerable right now. Thank you for sharing your your truth. Um, I'm really sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, damn, it's just, it's, unfortunately, it's it's part of our reality, right? Um, my, my sponsor told me, <laughs> this is going to seem a little weird, but my sponsor, um, told me that, you know, I need to get a nice suit because unfortunately part of the reality of our addiction is that people do, um, sometimes pass away. And, um, the great thing yeah. about that though, is that we get to be present for, for them, even though they might not be here with us, we get to be present yeah. for the community, right? And this goes back to the fact that we're never alone, right? We don't have to isolate when things like this happen to us. What we do is we yeah. need to put our foot forward and say, hey, I'm feeling a certain way. Embrace me, mm -hmm. you know, so that the community can take you in. And I think that that's what's so great um, about uh, your app in particular, the Sober Sidekick app, is that, you know, this community that you've built. Uh, you know, with over 170,000 users. I mean, that's incredible, man, in, in a four-year span. Um, you know, I'm a user on the app. Uh, I, I get so much from from using the app. And people that are, are listening today um, are, are users on the app. And, and maybe you're listening for the first time and you just found the Never Alone podcast. Um, but, you know, our whole goal here is to remind people that we don't have to live in the isolation and that isolation is going to be the one thing that could revert us back to our old behaviors that we don't want to do anymore, you know? Oh yeah. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, kind of the background? I, I, I don't really want to dive too much into the app because I want to keep focus on the purpose and the mission of the podcast. But, you know, I can't not talk a little bit about the app because the app does play an intricate part of the podcast, right? If we didn't have yeah. the Sober Sidekick app, then the Never Alone podcast probably wouldn't have come about, right? So mm -hmm. they, they kind of help each other. So can if somebody hasn't used the app before, can you briefly um, give me a short description of um, how the app works and why it's a little bit different from the other recovery apps out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we, we operate uh, based off of the idea that, you know, behavior change and, you know, positive behavioral changes generally happen in the real world and um, isolation and, and relapses generally happen in the real world. Um, so the entire purpose of this app is to create a space where you truly are never alone. I was fortunate enough to have met the right people at the right time um, in my recovery. And, you know, reflecting on that, I wanted to 
build a platform where meeting the right people at the right time was no longer up to chance. Um, so everything is built on what we call our empathy algorithm. And it, it all it does is creates a space where people are helping each other at scale. Um, so within this platform, if you write a post uh, within Sober Sidekick, you could write it 100% anonymously. It could be at 2 a.m., doesn't matter what time of day it is. Uh, there is a 100% chance that someone from the community is going to reach out to you with written support in minutes, if not seconds. And then we've gamified empathy to the point where 6.2 of your peers of your community are reaching out to you in real time. Um, so, you know, we, we know that, you know, life is crazy. Some people work multiple jobs. Some people are single moms. Um, and the amount of available support in those moments can be limited. And we're, so, you know, within this app, we're always minutes away, seconds away from having six people reach out to you to provide their advice, feedback, uh, support. Um, you know, we're, we just know that we're, we're stronger together. And, um, you know, we, we just try to be the glue um, as we all support each other in this, in this journey. Yeah, man, I love the empathy algorithm. Like, I want to get a shirt that says, um, <laughs> like, I support the empathy algorithm. Uh, like, I really, I, I think that's such a cool terminology. Like, is that is that kind of like an official term, like a tech term? Or is that just one of your guys' that you've coined? Yeah, we, we've coined it because we haven't seen anything like it. Like, I don't know of another platform, not in not just mental health, not just recovery, not just in tech. I don't know of another platform where a hundred percent of the time uh, people are going to reach out to you who don't work for the company, who aren't AI a hundred percent of the time um, your own community is going to reach out to you in real time in minutes, if not seconds. And, and that's because, you know, one of the things we learn in recovery is it's our experience has value for others. And, I support myself by supporting others. The easiest way for me to keep my recovery is by sharing my recovery with others. So what our members find is the more they're supporting others within this platform, the more um, grounded they feel. And, you know, there's, you know, a natural good in people that wants to be there for others, that wants to support others, that wants to be useful for others. And, um, Unfortunately, most platforms, most social media, it, it um, elevates our negative traits. And, you know, we're just we're just here to try to to elevate, you know, the empathy that exists within everyone. Yeah, that's uh, very well spoken, man. Uh, really, really digging the conversation today. Um, so, OK, well, you know, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about like so if somebody is feeling alone, what are some of the avenues that they can um, utilize uh, in their community or, um, you know, how can we kind of break ourselves away from that isolation? Maybe even using the app because the app sounds like it's going to be a great platform for people to make that community connection as well as listening to shows like this, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. So if you wanted to direct somebody and they're feeling alone or they're feeling isolated, um, what, what advice could you give to them? Yeah, yeah. So um, 
you know, from from my personal experience on my day one, which was Thanksgiving Day 2018, um, and I had resisted, um, you know, I tried to get help, but I had resisted it at the same time um, as a result of the internalized guilt and shame I had for for being stuck, for being unable to solve this on my own. Um, and all the mistakes I made, the people I had hurt, the relationships, all the things, all the shame, all the guilt, feeling it all at once. And, um, you know, I, I, think, I think the first step here um, is, uh, is um, you know, recognizing that, you know, the guilt and the shame is, is wasted energy and, you know, just putting it out there for someone and, um, you know, taking the power out of it. You take the power out of an, a problem when you own it. Um, and you take, you know, so much of stigma is internalized and, you know, putting it out there, um, showing, you know, that one or two close friends, those people that you, you have a baseline level of trust with that what you're doing, what you're dealing with and that you need help, that you can't do this on your own anymore. Um, that's kind of the step that requires the most strength. Um, another thing I, I would say is AA w- was very helpful for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I know that everyone is different and everyone has different recovery journeys. All I can say is AA was very helpful for me. Um, you know, don't agree with everything. And like I say, take it, take it or leave it. But I'd, I'd recommend giving it a chance, uh, giving the community there a chance, whether it's AA, NA, there's a ton of other great programs I would recommend, Refuge Recovery, um, Celebrate Recovery. But the point is find a community, find a community um, of people. And, you know, you aren't going to agree with everything. I, I won't agree with everything in every room that I walk in. And the point is to just Take what works for you and leave the rest. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, getting plugged in, getting that community of people who, um, you know, have been through something similar is is so crucial. And, you know, um, other thing I'd say is just stay in the now. Um, stay right here with us today um, because I, I can't, relapse tomorrow i can't relapse yesterday and i can't make my life better tomorrow and i can't make my life better yesterday you know all we have is today and all you can truly judge yourself by is the person that you're choosing to be today and whether that's a person who's willing to grow who's willing to take the next right action the version that's willing to feel a little fear um walking down that path um you know, that's a version of yourself that you can be be proud of because it, it really does not matter what got you to this point. It matters where you're going to go from here. Um, so uh, I know I ranted for a little bit, so I'm going to I'm gonna stop myself. That's all right, man. And, you know, and you mentioned uh, talking about the different communities and um, being a part of a community. And I think that that's really important to remind people that, you know, we are part of a community, be it a 12-step community, be it a faith-based community, be it, um, you know, a family community. But as long as we have that connection with that community um, so that we're not alone, so that we have the support from other people. 
Um, and, and that's the whole purpose of this podcast, right, is to remind people that we don't have to live alone. We don't have to do this alone um, because there's other people out there that feel the exact same way that we do. And there's other people out there that can utilize our stories to help them with their sobriety. And yeah. by doing so, it helps us with our sobriety, right? So, well, great, man. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be such a great podcast. I, th- I think this opportunity that, that you and I are creating for other people to share their stories and this platform is really going to take off. So if you had one last message that you wanted to deliver to somebody on today's episode, um, what would that message be? Yeah, yeah. Um, toughest climbs lead to the best views, um, it, which I think, you know, applies to to anyone in, in recovery. Um, you know, the inspiring stories aren't the stories where, you know, someone ha- someone that is born with a great life, they continue to have a great life, and they die with a great life. You know, the stories that are really inspiring are the people who, you know, went through some personal growth, overcame some things, made some changes, you know, felt the fear and took the next action anyway. Um, you know, and I know for a lot of people, it, it might be tough right now. Um, you know, there might be, uh, you know, a lot of different things that you might not have the answers for, and, and that's okay, you know, and it's just, you know, embracing the journey, embracing that we're going to have, we're going to have highs, we're going to have lows. Um, but, you know, we're on this climb together and, you know, the views along the way are, are going to be amazing. Very well said, man. Um, well, man, it's been really great having you on this first episode. Um, we have a lot of great content coming up um, on the podcast that I'm really excited about. Uh, and um, I'm just really thankful to you for allowing me to be the host, to be this um this delivery mechanism uh, to tell people's stories, allowing them to come onto the podcast. So uh, for me personally, I want to thank you very much for this opportunity because um, this is what I got into podcasting for is to be able to reach just one person. You know, the, the whole idea is if I reach one person with one episode, then my job is done, right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully it'll reach more than just one person. But um, that's how I kind of view my success. If, if I've changed one person's life, then I view it as being a success, right? So, um, and this is also uh, what we've seen with the Sober Sidekick app. And um, I'm really looking forward to uh, what's coming up for us, uh, you know, in the future with um, with the Sober Sidekick family. So, Chris, uh, do you have any do you have any last comments you want to share with our listeners today, or um, any last words of advice? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, if if you haven't joined our community yet, hundred um, percent free, and uh, you can join from any of the app stores. Sober Sidekick, um, and all it is is a place where you can be anonymous, you can be real, and you can get support. Uh, from your own community, from your peers, people who are at the same amount of time as you, people who have more time, um, please join us. Um, reach out to me. Um, you can generally get in touch with me through the contact form on the website or or LinkedIn. But um, you know, 
just know you're not alone. And, and there's people out there who, who are willing to listen. Great, man. Well, you know, I want to thank Chris for being on the show today. Um, thank you for taking the time this morning uh, to doing our initial um, podcast episode. So uh, we will catch everybody next time on our next episode. And I want to thank all of you for listening today. This episode of the Never Alone Podcast was recorded in studio by the Drunken Worm Podcast Productions. The Never Alone Podcast is part of the Sober Sidekick brand that was created by Chris Thompson. If you are in need of help, remember you're never alone. If you're in crisis, dial 988 for help. You can also dial 911 if you're feeling you're in a life-threatening emergency. Remember, you're never alone, and there's always somebody out there that can help you. Thank you again for listening to the Never Alone Podcast. This is Carl Fessenden signing off. And remember, stay well, stay sober, and live your best life. Take care.